Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, and welcome to the latest edition of the ASA podcast. I'm talking today with Mary Ann Croce, shop owner of Croce's Transmission in Norwalk, Connecticut. Mary Ann's also a contributing blogger and, and editor to our Auto Inc. digital magazine. Good morning, Mary Ann. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Tony. Glad to be here. The reason I wanted to talk to you, I know we were exchanging some comments on Facebook uh, regarding the technician shortage, and you made an interesting point regarding mentoring, and I'd like to explore that with you a little bit. How do you see the tech shortage, and, and how do you think the best way for a shop owner to proceed is, uh, you know, given what we're facing? So the, the tech shortage is real. I understand it, and, you know, people are feeling it. It's something that was created over generations. Um, my take on that is as, as an industry, I feel that shop owners themselves have to take some credit for the technician shortage. And we didn't know what we didn't know. So in that respect, it's not our fault, but, but now we do. So we have to claim some responsibility to that. And what I believe is we have to, instead of focusing on the problem, start focusing on the solution be active with that. 20 years ago, when Tony and I were opening up our shop, he was the technician that, you know, always dreamed of having his own shop, which was great. And, you know, he was great at what he did. But for me coming into that and being a partner with him, and my background was in banking, my way of looking at it was, okay, there's plenty of shops around, but why are we doing this? I don't want to be just another automotive shop. I wanted, wanted to have some kind of reason, some kind of purpose of why we were doing that. And I looked a little bit deep within and said, I'd really like to be a resource, resource to the community and a resource to our team, you know, developing that team and giving that team opportunities and then really being seen as a resource to the next generation so that the next generation would view and see the automotive industry as a viable career option. So with that mindset, that frame of running our business, like that frame of leadership, I felt that the, the mentoring just naturally or organically evolved. D does that make sense? It does. So you, you're actually using mentoring in your shop now, I assume, right? Yes. We believe that developing our team is definitely a way. An example of that would be, you know, hiring a younger a new technician and bringing him in and having an older, more seasoned, not necessarily in age, but have been in the industry longer, has more experience, helping them and kind of walking them through and really mentoring them and showing them. Uh, we find that that works out really well. It's a great opportunity for a younger person entering the industry. We do other things as well. Um, some of the examples of things that we've been involved with is we have a local technical school and they do a career fair. So going in and showing up 
and actually talking to the students, the people that are in the school and they're getting ready to graduate and they want to find out what kind of opportunities are out there. So going in, just being a part of that and having those conversations with them, these schools are very hungry for shop owners to come out and meet with their students. They have a lot of events in their school and a lot of opportunities for a shop owner to go in and get involved. One of the things that we're looking forward to helping them with is we found out they do mock interviews. So you can go in and be a part of that, helping and guiding the students. Another thing that we've done is we were able to go to a local high school and we're a transmission shop. So we were actually able to, uh, my husband, Tony, went down and dropped off three transmission cores. He donated them. And it, this was a great opportunity for the students to actually, you know, disassemble and reassemble just for them to actually see the different components. And, at, you know, at the high school level, the instructor there really appreciated that. But in your own community, you will find lots of ways uh, to do that. We went to the secondary school and we spoke to the gentleman who was the career services advisor and he helps a lot with the placement, job placement after the students graduate. And we went down and we met him, spoke with him and then we invited him to our shop. And he was thrilled to come and visit us at our shop. He said he doesn't get enough of invitations like that. So it was exciting for us to have him come down. We gave him a tour. We were able to introduce him to our team and now we're a face when we call, um, he knows who we are. But just building those relationships are, are so important. Well, I can agree with that. When I was uh, working in my previous life at ASE, I sat on the advisory council for CS Monroe Technology Center in, in Leesburg, Virginia. And you're right, the instructors really need to have industry involved to convince their school administration just for resources that they need. But I assume that young technicians you bring in, then are you hiring directly from this program or, or do you go to several programs? Where do you find the feedstock to start with? Well, we have hired uh, technicians from the school. We have done that. And um, we've, we've had some really good luck with them. It's, you know, skills are one part, but skills aren't the whole thing. As we know, uh, attitude and, you know, having a person who's motivated and really passionate about the learning and the excitement is the industry excites them and having that passion for what they do and that willingness to learn and advance themselves because I'm a firm believer even though a lot of times people will ask me you know how do you motivate people I'm a firm believer that you can't motivate people motivation is something that comes from within but you can inspire them and you can share the same values and you can share the same mission. So uh, I think that it's really important to keep that in mind. Let's talk about your mentor for a second. How do you identify who in the shop would be the best mentor? And do you take advantage of any of the uh, mentoring training that's available out there from a couple of the other organizations like the ASE Education Foundation? I haven't got involved with any of the programs, but it's something that I would definitely look into. What we've done is, you know, very grassroots, but what we've done is 
we take a person that we know has really good communication skills because someone who is very knowledgeable doesn't necessarily make the best teacher or instructor. So we take someone who has really good communication skills and has the experience, knows the processes, the systems, really good at that. And we really start them when we onboard a new technician. And some technicians have experience and pick things up much more quickly. And others, this could be their first job out of school. So they are learning the industry as well. Hmm. How many do you mentor at a time? Do you just do one at a time or have you had more than one student involved in your, in your business in this process? We're a small shop. It's one at a time. And it's usually the person that we're, you know, hiring on as a, um, a new technician. Uh, I would love to have be incorporate. I would love to incorporate what uh, Frank was talking about on a previous uh, episode where you actually bring people in from the school. So that's something that I would like to get more involved in and, and talk to the school about and the uh, career services advisor there to have maybe them be able to come in and, and shadow or work with us and really start to learn before they're actually going out and being hired while they're still in school. Mm. You know, that's so important to actually bring the instructors and most, most importantly, the career counselors into the, into the shop to show them the opportunities that are available in our industry. I know we, we often tend to suffer from the greasy shop syndrome where, where people don't, don't look upon it as really what it's like today to work in an automotive repair shop. Do you ever engage any parents in that process? Or are you strictly mostly with the uh, uh, school administration? We do engage parents. And the way that we're able to uh, engage parents is local schools have career night or career day. Um, it's really easy to go into your local community and find out which schools have this. We are able to go in. We've been doing it now for about, I think, five or six years. In fact, this week, we're going to be going into a a local middle school for career night. And the children, the students are eighth graders, and they bring their parent or parents to the event. And they choose three different careers that they want to go in and listen to someone speak on. So we go in every year and Tony and I do a 20, 25 minute presentation on today's automotive technician. And the feedback from the parents is amazing. Um, It's really easy to get involved with this because the school will give you all the criteria. We upload it into a PowerPoint and we're able to just go in and update it, you know, year to year with some more current information or, or data. And we get such good feedback because parents had no idea of the opportunities that were available for their children in the automotive industry. So, and then we go over the education as well. You know, if they're going to go to a certificate program or they're going to go um, to a degree program, we talk about that and we give them lots of resources, but we let kids know and parents know that it's just a different way. It's just a different avenue. And a funny story that I could share with you, when we were talking about this one time in the one of the classes, we were talking about the decision that people make, you know, everyone today, well-meaning parents may be thinking, you know, I want my child to be successful, want my child to be happy in life, 
So many are pushing their kids to towards a four-year degree. It's not ne necessarily the right path for everyone. There's a lot of debt that they can incur and, you know, other things. But I had a gentleman in the class when I was talking about this and he raised his hand and he said, I can attest to what you're talking to. So I wondered, you know, wanted to hear more. I said, would you be willing to share? And he did. He said, my parents were very well-meaning and, you know, told me that I needed to go and get a degree, went into engineering. And he said, I was in engineering for a few years, but he said, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't the right fit. So he said, I went back to school, went and took automotive technology. And he said, now I absolutely love what I do. He said that he was too removed from the actual vehicle and working with his hands as an engineer. That's what he wanted to do. So that was the right fit for him. So that really kind of dispels that image that you were talking about, about the grease monkey image or someone who maybe wasn't college material and then, you know, going into a, a trade was maybe another avenue. This gentleman was an engineer, but it just wasn't right for him. And he was happy as an automotive technician. So I think we need to look at this, reframe this, and look at this as a choice, not as something that is less than. And that's my mission, to, to talk to people and students and parents and you know, get that word out. Well, you know, it's a mission we share. I, I, uh, I was always fascinated when I started talking about and I use myself as an example. I started out as an automobile technician. And it's interesting, all throughout my career, what got me the opportunities I was able to take advantage of was mostly my technical background. I had a degree. You know, in my case, it was journalism. But, but I did find a way to put those two together when I started working for Chilton. And when I tell the story of how all this happened, and, and they start to realize that there are other things you can do with that technical background. It's like you taught them how to make fire. You know, it's just amazing how exactly. they how they open up. Yeah. But it sounds like you've you've actually cracked the code here, at least on a personal level. I know in talking to some of our other ASA shop members, it, it always seemed like when the question of the technician shortage came up, the best shops just kind of shuffle their feet and look down. They don't have a problem because they are attracting the kind of talent that they need. It sounds like you're doing the same. And I think that the fact that you're, you're using mentoring the way that you are is one of the paths forward, I believe. You know, it, when I was growing up in the industry, back then we grew our own because, you know, the cars were a lot simpler to work on. But with the advent of the electronics and all of the uh, technological advancements that we have in vehicles today, it's really an ongoing learning experience to be a technician. And I think that's also something that it sounds like you're showing the parents that it's not just, you know, a one and done thing. This is going to be something an individual can not just do, but can grow into and absolutely grow their capabilities. This has been great. And well, to, attract, to attract the type of student that loves to learn, that continued learning, because as an adult, we know who we are when we could really appreciate that. Um, you know, there's so much, we, we talk about STEM and education, you know, the science, technology, engineering, and math, and it's there in the automotive industry. Oh, absolutely. In fact, actually, it was funny. My daughter is a, a, an artist and she said, actually, dad, it's now steam. They've added arts to that list because yes. they realize the, uh, you know, the, the rounded, you know, the soft skills as well. And I think you touched on that when you were talking about it. it's not just the technical knowledge. It's the uh, it's the whole package that you need. 
It's, it's a ripple effect, Tony. I call it, you know, the ripple effect of professionalism. If we want this industry to be seen as professionals, I believe it really starts with the shop owners because we're the ones that are facing the customers, the customers who are teachers, the customers who are working in school systems. They could be educators and their parents and parents are influencers of their children. So when they see your shop, active in the community. They see you working, treating your team, your staff professionally. They see you involved in the schools. They see that industry as a professional option. And the ripple effect is you'll start to see that you have better relationships with your suppliers. And also you're getting involved with associations and schools. You're partnering with them. And now the whole industry is working and the whole industry is feeling that ripple effect that you've started right at the ground level in the community with your customers that you've started. Well, it all starts and ends with us, I guess. And uh, Marianne, thank you for the time today. This has been a wonderful discussion. I, I commend you for your involvement. And um, I'm glad we were able to share some of these ideas with some of our listeners out there. Because, again, I think addressing the, the challenges that we face in the industry uh, requires collaboration and good ideas are meant to be stolen in my experience. So you've touched on one other thing. Uh, presentation is everything. Seems to be one of those axioms <laughs> of life. And I think it uh, I think it carries through in this as well. So yeah, I really appreciate you being on and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again. And I'll look forward to reading your next blog in Auto Inc. Digital. So it's been great talking with you. My pleasure, Tony. Thanks again. Have a great day. <laughs>